Hey, what's going on, everybody? Tim Castleman here, and welcome to the final edition of the Shit Show Chronicles. I promised you this would be the last one, so we're going to wrap everything up in a nice little tiny bow and send it out into the world and see what happens. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I do want to bring everything kind of to a close. I have so much to th- uh, to cover. Uh, yeah, the final announcement. Uh, my Facebook Live gone horribly wrong. Uh, the last meeting that I had with Alicia prior to our divorce. And, of course, my trip to Paris. So i got a lot to talk about, a lot to cover, a lot to get into. Let's begin. But before we do, I feel like I should just take a second, like I try to do as often as possible, to remind you that these are just my views and opinions. And, of course, you should always hug a lawyer and do your own due diligence and research when listening to me. You should maybe befriend Alicia Castleman and ask her, did you leave your husband? Did you take half the money? Did you take his dog? Did he have to threaten to sue you? Did you show up drunk to blue light? Uh, Did you tell him that you wanted uh, not to work on things and then get mad at him when he started uh, dating people? Did you tell him or give him the illusion of hope that things might get better while simultaneously moving out of your uh, your house, then your sister's house, and now you're building your own house? Did you do all those things? Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. Let you do your own research. This is just my side uh, and my opinion. So when I last left you, Alicia Kassman had shown up drunk to the old 97 show to yell at me for dating after she left me. She was mad at me that I was dating after she left me. And then asked me to help her take her back to a bar where her friends were at for their bachelorette party for one of her friends. Which is kind of weird. It's like you're in a bridesmaid's party of other people, but, you, um, but you're divorced because you, you left your husband and you're going to go celebrate the sanctity of marriage with other people. I wonder what that best woman's speech was like. But like, I don't know what to do. I left my husband. Girl, when things get tough, you just leave. You take half the shit. That's what you do. I don't know. Um, But that pretty much takes us past uh, our anniversary, which sucked. uh, And the show happened and and all that good stuff. And we're up against a wall because May 1st, I get on a plane, Dallas, Texas. uh, And I get on a plane and I head down to who or head over to Paris, France, Paris, France, uh, for the month of May. So at this point, we're all things forward, right? We're we're going, we're done. I mean, we're done. We're, we're, we're effectively done. We've agreed to 99% of the things, and we are going to get everything resolved. We're not going to have to do mediation because my goal was we'll keep the cost low for her, keep the cost low for me. We'll be done with it, and then we'll, uh, we'll just do what we need to do uh, and be divorced and go on about uh, being single. So I've told my parents, I've told my friends, but I got this problem I mentioned about Paris, right? And here's the thing. Um, Alicia and I aren't friends on Facebook anymore, right? We're not tagging each other in little romantic posts all the time, right? She's not writing about how I'm the greatest thing that's ever happened to her. And she's so blessed to be married to me and wants to stay with me forever, which, by the way, she wrote just 44 days before leaving our marriage kind of interesting when someone does that right when you're like wait a minute like four for less than less than two months ago you said that you wanted to be with me forever and i was the greatest thing that ever happened to you trans uh, you know go forward 44 days and now i'm the antichrist and that's why you abandoned our marriage okay cool not sure which of the two statements to believe but based on the double talk that i'm getting i'm kind of thinking that maybe and just maybe 
I had been being led along for quite a while. Honestly, this is just my opinion. Um, we had a huge blowout fight in November of 2016. Would we say? No, 2015. Uh, where I suggested at the time that we have separate bank accounts because one of us, one of us bought like six coach purses and then complained about something. I don't even remember. Uh, complain, oh, yeah, complained about something uh, about it. And I was like, you know what? I feel like maybe, you know, six purses, most people would be happy and grateful to be able to get those, but you don't seem to. So maybe we just need to kind of separate our assets. That never happened on my end, but it did happen on her end, right? So she's only depositing the bare minimum into our joint account. She's building up her own account. That account she's using to pay for like car and uh, workout classes and unlimited leggings and whatever, you know, uh, divorce attorneys, uh, movers, uh, down payments on houses. Wait, no, I cut the check for the down payment on the house never mind sorry um the new one that she got i got to pay that's right I, I spoiler i get to pay her to leave me at the end of this whole thing i was like okay thanks for leaving me and here's a check for your troubles of leaving me and being married to me i get to pay you i digress so all is progressing all is fine and then i don't remember if she just showed up unannounced i think it was another unannounced thing where she shows up again at my house Shows up again at my house, unannounced. And this is like a week or two before we're, I think it's the week before we're scheduled uh, to go before the, the judge and get everything proofed up and, and all that good stuff. Um, and she basically shows up, this is a Sunday, and she's, this is another thing, and she's like, I'm not sure, and I hate this, man. I really, I, I want to work on this. I don't know how to. If anyone's got any suggestions, I'm all ears. But again, emotional conversations. Um super hard for me to remember so it's not like I can go in like step-by-step -step detail but we basically have another huge emotional conversation this is the conversation that I wish we would have had prior to her leaving this is the one where we lay everything out on the table uh, you know we talk about it and basically the the long and short of it is is you know she expresses somewhat of an interest in possibly reconciling which before I finish that story, I need to go back. I'm sorry. I know I'm all over the place, but this is kind of how my brain works. Um, so just deal with it for this time um, because this part is important to the whole thing. So the bar app episode happens. I'm a few weeks from leaving from Paris. I've told my friends and immediate family, but I need to tell the world. Now, why do I need to tell the world? I feel, I feel I need to tell the world. Well, we weren't Facebook friends anymore. I hadn't posted about her. More and more people were starting to come to their own conclusion. Uh, and also, in 30 days, uh, I was going to be, or less than 30 days, I was going to be in Paris, France. In addition to the fact that I had started seeing a young lady, right, begun the process uh, of, uh, of dating again, and I didn't want things to get out there. I didn't want people to see that stuff, whether it be a tag photo or whatever, and think I was stepping out on my wife candidly why I did it. And the other thing is I needed to tell people what had happened. So here's what I did. I had been planning to write this big long post because I had friends that had gotten divorced and written these posts and moved. It just was like, you know, you read them and they're beautiful. I loved her since the day she was born. And I like, I wanted to do one of those, but I kept delaying. I kept delaying. I kept delaying. Just like if I had to write all of the stuff that I'm sharing with you, probably would never happen, but I could definitely talk about it. So I get the bright idea one night at 3 o'clock in the morning, 
stone cold sober. Again, I want to be totally clear. You know what? I'm just going to make a video announcement. Be no big deal. I'll hop on, do a little quick Facebook Live, announce like they do, like the GDP inflation, like today's GDP numbers have been risen 3% in September, right? To do all of those things. And then, and then, it'll be fine. People will know. I'll go to Paris. I won't think about it. Be no big deal. As you would assume, although I did not, as you would gather, as you would think, maybe possibly this didn't go as well as I had hoped. So here's what happened. I get on the thing, and I'm like, hey guys, listen, I know I've kind of been hinting and looting some stuff going on, and here's what's happening. And I proceed to give just what begins as a, hey, Alicia Castleman and I have decided to separate because we've grown apart, because I didn't really want to tell them all of this stuff in the moment. One, I didn't feel like it was... Uh, the right time or right place to do it uh, and two like that wasn't the purpose of the announcement and then I proceed to lose my fucking shit I start to bawl and cry hysterically on this Facebook live and I mutter and bumble and stumble my way through it doing the worst job of explaining what had happened um, but basically, I, I was able to at least get it out that my wife had left me, that, uh, you know, super dark days. I'm spending most of the time at the time, and I still am, uh, in my bed most days. I mean, just trying to kind of outlay everything that's going on and what's up and, and all of those good things. So, um, in fact, I may even post a copy of this with it so you can see it. It's horrifically bad, okay, uh, as far as, like, emotional for me. Uh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I do not recommend that you do it yourself. Uh, don't do that. Yeah. If you're going to do a video thing, pre-record it, put it up there. Because at the end of it, I have a dilemma. There's four or five people on the call, or on the Facebook Live, if you will. And now I have got a dilemma. Do I not post it? And then someone goes, well, hey, why would you take that down? Or do I post it and see what happens? So I decide to post it. It's like 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I've already put it out there. Someone's probably already recorded it. Um, and the other reason, by the way, I wanted to share it, you know, is that I believe that we live these false and half-truths on social media where we only talk about the good, never the bad. So I try to talk about the bad with the good so that people realize that I am a real person that I have this whole life and it's not just a highlight reel of human emotions, right? So I decide I'm going to post it. So I post it, I go to bed. I wake up to approximately 50 Facebook messages, about 20 missed calls and text messages, and an incredible outpouring of love and support towards me that honestly I never, ever, 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 ever expected. One, I didn't know that people thought or cared enough to reach out. That was super nice of them to do. Uh, and two, just like, you know, the super kind comments people made. It, I mean, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do, I felt like, up to that point. And, um, it was tough. It was tough. So I'm happy about that, that I got it out there, that I shared it. feel like I did my part, one step closer to healing, moving on, processing all the therapy talk. But as you can imagine, there's somebody that's not too thrilled about it. And that's the other half, my other half, Alicia Castleman. She's not thrilled at all. 
not thrilled at all that I made this thing. And you know, you lied to people, and the people knew the truth, and I know the real truth. Tim, I lived, I lived that truth. I lived it. It's like mm, again, going back. Like I had my my issues and my flaws, but I'm far from a monster, and I don't think you really had it as bad as maybe you think it, you had it. And if you did, well, that's why we're getting divorced anyway. Somehow, some way, I don't remember. Uh, that leads us to the part where I was trying to tell you before, which is that we meet up in person at my place, my house, my motherfucking house. Uh, and we had that conversation that I wish we would have had on January 12th. And basically, we come to the agreement that things are too far broken. We're too far gone. We're too far gone. I think that might have been, by the way, when she, that might have been the one where she told me she was living with her or, or at a duplex, which gave me pause, too, because it's like, wait a minute, you, you came over here, you told me you want to work it out, but you're in a duplex already, you've already moved on, um, you know, you already have moved on, you're not wearing your wedding ring anymore, and, you know, this is, I mean, like, this is crazy. After you leave me, after all of this shit happens with the money, the dogs, the going back on your word, getting upset that I'm moving on with my life, you know, you shit-talking all of your friends who have by now have all unfriended me on social media and all think that I'm the worst thing ever, um, you know, that I'm, I'm just terrible, including the one friend. This was hilarious. When she came to move out, she brought one friend with her that the last time she went over to this friend's house, her and her husband got into a legitimate fight uh, in front of them, and then one of her guests tried to make out with my wife even though she told him multiple times she was married he had kept insisting uh on trying to kiss her so these are the people that she is hanging out with still but i'm the monster it's like remember when that guy tried to mouth rape you like i'm just i'm just curious so anyway long story short uh we have this conversation it's crazy emotional i'm crying and uh, the the gist of the matter is right she can't I don't think we can get past the stuff that, that had brought us to this point, the issues around sex and the fact that, you know, she wants to practice biblical-based sex, which she didn't even know what that is and still to this day can't give me an example of it. But she doesn't want to do any of that wild, crazy sex. Like the one time I pulled her hair when we had sex on my birthday. Now, one, it's my birthday. And I kind of feel like on my birthday, I get a little bit of a pass that if we want to try some new and, and unique stuff, that maybe that's okay. Two, candidly, the one time I pulled your hair, I don't I don't remember doing it, but let's just say I did. That's fine. I don't care. I don't really consider that rough sex. I mean, there's shit in my browser history that would make, if, if, if you think that that is rough sex, there's shit in my browser history that would make you curl up into the fetal position as there is on 98% of the guys out there. Sorry. Sorry, ladies. Sorry. We just can't show you that shit because you're like, oh my god, I can't, how am I supposed to get my hand into this and the that, and where's this strap plug thing, what, two-cycle oil, what am I doing here? I don't understand. Right? But, um, just crazy, man. Absolutely fucking crazy. Uh, that she wants me to do all these things, and, and, and anyway, long story short, it's not going to work from her side. And from my side, I can't trust you. See, I run a small business, and money is everything to a small business because I have employees that depend on me. I have payroll. I have times where I have to make uh, payroll without making any money for the month because we're working on this project or that project or what have you. So I can't trust you. Plus, everything that you told me 
uh, or I feel like everything that you've told me, I use therapy language, I feel like everything that you've shared with me and told me has been a little bit of a two-face. Because, again, you tell me you want to work things out and you don't want to get divorced, yet you're already in a duplex with a six-month lease. How to, how to, explain to me how that brought you closer. So when you wanted to reconcile our relationship, you thought the best way for us to work on our relationship was for you to leave me, hire an attorney immediately, cancel all marriage counseling appointments, not be able to have a conversation when it comes to uh, meeting in between then, tell me that you don't want to get married or you don't want to stay married, you want to do all these other things, show up drunk to my favorite bar, get upset when I tell the world about you leaving me because that's what you've done. But yet all of those things are how you feel like you've come to try to reconcile things. just didn't make sense. So I can't trust her. And she doesn't feel, you know, and she doesn't feel or know how we can fix the issues that we had all prior to her leaving. And again, I want to be clear like I have been at the beginning. And I want to make sure that all the way through you understand this. I don't know if Alicia and I would have made it. I do not know if Alicia and I, Alicia Castleman and I, would have stayed married. What I do know is that there was 0% chance that I could trust her after she left the way she did. If she had taken a bag and gone for to her girlfriends for the weekend, if she had stayed for a few weeks over with friends and family, then maybe we could we could do it. But once I have to tell my parents you're gone and I have to announce to the world and tell our friends and family because you're not doing it, right? You're not doing it. Um, once I do that, then we're kind of done. So it sucks because I, I didn't want to get divorced. I didn't ask for a divorce. I didn't ask for any of this to happen. And I'm miserable. I miss her like crazy still uh, while this is all going on. And I feel like the lowest piece of shit, even though I, I'm not. Like, that's the thing. I, I felt like the little, and it's just like, no, I refuse to accept your assessment of me. Thanks. Good try. Not, not interested. This one area. Sure. I'll listen to you. This part, this part of a relationship. Absolutely. And me as a person in a whole, absolutely not interested in that. So now, uh, we're good. Right, we're, we're, it's the last week, and we're there, and we've agreed to everything, and and now it's just a formality. They got to go in front of the judge, get it all proved up, and it's all great. And then one day I get a, an email from my lawyer that says, "Hey, uh, we're probably still going to have to go before the judge on Thursday." And this was after Alicia and I saying, "Hey, we've agreed to everything. We don't need to go in front of the judge." Now, this is also around the time that more of this double talk stuff starts emerging. You know, the whole, this is after the big emo conversation Alicia and I had, okay? This is where I discover that, that she, or she tells me that she's already moved into a duplex, yet still wants to work things out, and then the next day is kind of like, well, I'm not so sure. Like, just real crazy. Just real crazy. Talk. Back and forth, don't, you know, I want to be with you. I'm not really sure the next day. And, and this and that. So, I've, I lose my mind. I, just flat out, I've had enough. I... 
congratulations, you've got me to the point where I've had enough. I'm tired of being told you want to work things out one day and then uh, told something different the next day. I'm tired of uh, you saying you want to work things out, but you've got a duplex uh, that you're already living in. I'm tired of you showing up drunk to a bar, and when you need my help, then uh, then we're fine and great. But the second that others may judge you, nope, I can't be seen with you. you got to go, right? Like, I'm just tired of all that. So I just let her have it. And I'm like, hey, this is another example of your, you double-talking. You told me we were done. We agreed to this shit. We're done. So... I don't want to talk to you anymore. Lose my number. Leave me alone. We will just go through lawyers from here on out. And she tries to explain the situation. And I'm so... You ever been so mad that you just can't even understand logic? And you're just like, fuck you. I'm done. And that's basically was my... It was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. She tries to call. She tries to text. Blah, blah, blah. Later, when I'm able to calm down, what I find out is her lawyer hadn't read the email where she said, hey, we're all good to go. And hadn't responded to it yet, which that's not on me. That's on her and her lawyer's issue. So her lawyer told my lawyer something based upon, you know, hey, we're going to have to meet because she was too lazy to check her email or respond. That's not my fault. My fault was, my issue was the way I responded to it. I should have taken her to face value. I didn't. But this is basically the final nail in the coffin because after the third or fourth text, I was like, hey, I don't understand what don't contact me again means, but we're done. I'm blocking your number. And surprise surprise you know i get the don't bother i'm done with you you know why couldn't you be a man why could you know again why am i so terrible why 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 right put it put it all back on me it's, it has none of that blame has to do anything with you right right none, none of that blame when you were a workaholic uh oh did i mention any of that oh i i don't think i did well i didn't mean to not not do this this is actually the second time we were in therapy because the first time we were in therapy my ex had a problem with working all the time to the point that when we went to vacation on Mexico, she couldn't understand why she couldn't bring her work laptop. Swear to God, hand to Christ. Day before we went to Mexico one year, she worked up until we got on the plane. She did not sleep. She worked till 4 a.m., got on the plane. And she'd been gone for two years out of our relationship. In and out of town, week after week after week. And then was mad, couldn't understand why I wanted to spend more time with her. That's literally what, by the way, was my issue. I just want to spend more time with you, Alicia. You know, you want to go work out. Okay, well, you're a workaholic, so you work till like 6 or 7. You work right up till your class time. Then you go do your class. So let's say class is at 7. You, you work till about 6.30. Then you go do class. So from 6.30 to 7, you're traveling. Then class 7 to 8. Then you come home. Then you take a shower. Right? Then you eat dinner at the, at the right time at 8 or 9. And then you go to bed because you have to get up in the work. And that was that was our day. That was our day. And then Tuesday night, I got date night. Tuesday night. So that was Monday. Tuesday night, I got date night sometimes. Unless work happened. Uh, then Wednesday, workout late. You know, Thursday, Friday. Thursday was guys night. I went out poker night. She didn't really have a girls night. She could have picked Thursday night or any other night. She didn't really do that. Uh, occasionally, she'd go out to have dinner with her friends. Uh, Saturday, she'd go work out. We'd go do lunch. Then she'd go run errands and do some stuff that she wanted to do. Then Sunday, workout, church, food shopping, food prep. I mean, that was our week after week after week after week after week. So, um, I don't know what the point of sharing that was. I just kind of had to get it out, apparently. But that that was my contention. It was like, where, where, if it's after church, 
after working out, after your family, after your job, after after all these things, like where did I fit in? And for her, I fit in Tuesday between the hours of this and that. And that's not the type of marriage or relationship that I wanted or want. So we're done. We're done. We have everything agreed to. We got to go between the lawyer and we got to get everything proved up. In the meantime, I'm over in Paris uh, now. So I've left because I need to get the fuck out of the country to save my life, to save my sanity, to finally do something that I wanted to do. And if you ever, ever, ever get the chance to go to Paris or anywhere overseas, I highly, highly recommend it. Yes, it's expensive. On a later podcast, I could talk more in depth about it. But that trip literally and figuratively uh, saved my life, I feel like, because it just kept me inspired. It was a new sensation. It was a new stimulus. It was a new everything. And I had a great time, except that my divorce was not final. Um, so I would do these Facebook updates over there, much like the first Facebook live, much better though. And I would also just mention like, man, I'm so glad I'm having a great time. I'm happy. I'm doing the things I enjoy and I love, but I do still miss my ex. I do still miss my ex. I'll tell you, I'm recording this thing damn near in September of 2017. I still miss the fuck out of my ex-wife. There were times when I would, every gust of wind, every rustle of the door, Everything I would think and hope and pray would be her. I would, there's a time when I would pay untold, I'd give every dollar I'd ever made or ever made in the future just to have her back in my bed for one night and not for sex, but just to have someone there to hold and to love and to care for. The hardest times when I was at these events was not being able to call home and be like, hey, we sold a bunch of copies or this went really good. It's just having no one to share that joy with sure you got friends and sure you got family but that's totally different than the one that you love that you were supposed to spend the rest of your life with and that you thought especially after the first one man I got it right with this one I got it right someone who had professed their love repeatedly had said that they would never divorce me that if I ever wanted to get a divorce it would come from me that they were committed till this thing till the end and then to see someone's true colors and to be disappointed by being told one thing and then another. So I'm over at Paris. I'm having a great time, but I'm pouring my heart out online. Uh, you know, I'm processing all this stuff. And I I didn't think this was a big deal, but I've been told by several people this is a gangster move. I don't understand. But basically the divorce paperwork had to happen. I was in Paris. They sent it to me. I signed it electronically. So legally, uh, I got divorced while I was in Paris, France. My ex was in Lubbock, Texas. I was in Paris, France. Because, well, life choices. Right? Life choices. I didn't abandon my marriage. And since I was, you know, basically quit on it, it's like, all right, well, now I need to start doing the things I want to do. And, you know, travel's one of those things uh, that I wanted to do. I broke up with the girl that I was seeing uh, here locally while in Paris because she had a bad habit of every time I'd make a Facebook post or a joke or whatever, she'd call me on it. And it's like, I can't have that. Like, I don't I don't need to be with someone. I've already been with someone where I had to pull my punches for 11 years. I don't want to do that. I want to be able to be who I am and have someone accept and love me for who I am and, and not try to change me, right? I'm not a choir boy. I'm not going to church every week. I'm not. There's a lot of things I'm not going to do that I've always not done. Like, this wasn't... The, the things that Alicia was upset about um, when it came, or things she requested me, like, I want you to go to church. I want you to talk to the men of the church. I want you to stop doing this and stop doing... It's like, well, I've always done those things since you've known me. 
You've known me. So, no? Like, I mean, this is who I was. Like, you're one of, you know, one of the most unhappiest people I know. It's like, well, okay, well, I've always been this way. So if I'm that unhappy, like you knew about it when you met me and dated me and married me and had been with me for 10 or 11 years. Like, yeah, I get it. I understand. And understand, I am working just like I was then and continue to do working on those issues. That's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to work on being the best person that I can be possibly. We text one last time while I'm in France or email. I send her a photo of the fish and chips, actually while I'm in London. She writes back, shows me the new dog she's adopted because she's a great dog mom. Um, and it quickly deteriorates from there because she's like, yeah, I'm just going to stick to the dog love and kind. I don't think I'm going to miss much from the humans. It's like, really? It's like, okay, did that human help put you through college? Like, or that dog? Like, I just, it's just, you know, again, I have my faults. I have my flaws. I admit to them. I'm working on them. But when I met you, you were making eight bucks an hour, had never graduated, hadn't even graduated high school. Lied to me about that, by the way. Had never even graduated high school, drove a Chevy Cavalier. And when you left... You had a house that was built for you, a brand new to you vehicle, uh, some college, you know, just uh, like your family was taken care of, you were taken care of, and and just all those things. So, so yeah, so that happens. I do Paris, I come back a different man. I meet someone my last week in Paris from Australia. I, I meet her for a very brief moment. But it is a critical moment. In fact, actually, after that moment, that's the next day when I broke up with Crazy Girl locally, who was Facebook stalking me and upset every time that I would post about stuff. And I understand. And that's why I said it was a mistake to date so early because I still wasn't over my ex. You know, I still was harping on it and having issues on it and still working on it. So, um, yeah. So I break up with her. I come home. And then June 10th. June 10th, 2017 is the end. Alicia Castleman, who, by the way, I think I mentioned this last one, but I kept my last name. I even asked her, I was like, you going to change your name back? She's like, no, why would I do that? I'm like, well, you left me, so clearly being married to me was such a nightmare that you couldn't stand to be married to me and certainly couldn't stand on resolving the issues together. Or talking like adults, so I thought maybe you didn't want to keep my name. Turns out, nope, still want to keep your name. So, she comes over. She grabs the last amount, everything off the walls. One of the TVs grabs every, everything. And, of course, a check from me, because I, I had to pay her to leave me. That's right, I had to cut her a check. Hey, thanks so much for leaving the marriage. Abandoning your responsibilities, leaving me with the debt on this house. See, I'd already had one house and paid it off. I'd already done that one time. But this house that I had built uh, to her liking, now suddenly I'm stuck with that. And oh, I've got to cut you a check for half the equity, or I've got to refinance, or I've got to do X, Y, and Z. So I cut her a check so she could go live her life. The monster, the monster I am, I cut her a check so that she could go put a down payment on getting another house built for just her or her and her roommate 
her and her future boyfriend alone. What, whatever happened from January 12th on, that's on her. We've communicated a few times back and forth via email, but she doesn't respond because my messages are abusive. And my messages are definitely asshole-ish. Like some of you may think about this podcast and me sharing it here. And I'm okay with that. Because I'm not the one that has to explain to other people why it is that I left my marriage. And everything that I've stated here, I believe to be true and accurate to the best of my ability. And if it's not, that's where the due diligence on your part comes through. But there's nothing here that I wouldn't uh, put my hand on the Bible or my unborn children and say, hey, this is it. So where does this leave me? Well, it leaves me as a 37-year-old now twice divorced, uh, single guy in Lubbock, Texas. I'm recording this at the end of August. I'm sure you're listening to this towards the end of September. Why? Because September, I'm on the road. I'm going to Portland. I'm going to Nashville. And I'm going to Oklahoma. October, I'm going to Michigan. Nope. Michigan? Minnesota? Minnesota. And I'm going to um, Minnesota. And I'm going to Florida. And then November, I'm going to Las Vegas, and then possibly Spain, where I have a a round-trip ticket booked for that. So, that's where I'm at. Currently living in our house, but I'll be moving shortly back to my bachelor pad house so that I can enjoy debt-free life yet again. I have begun the dating process even more. That's even more fucking confusing. Like, I just went on this date with this girl this weekend. Uh, second date. Had a great time. Got a, kiss out of, uh, got a kiss out of the whole thing. Had a wonderful talk back and forth. And now has been ghosted on text. Not really ghosted, but it's like, hey, when you have time to update your Facebook stuff and things like that, but you don't have time to text, it's like maybe you weren't into me as, as I was to you. I, I don't know. Just just a whole new dynamic being a 37-year-old guy who's never really dated before, trying to figure out the dating market, trying to figure out and find himself, trying to figure out the things I know, like, and enjoy, and do the things that really bring me joy and value to my life. Like I stated on one of the past ones, you know, I'm just a broken-hearted guy trying to find myself and my way and possibly a ride-or-die along the journey I don't know if I'll ever get married again I doubt I'll have kids I certainly am not going to be as trusting as I was before there'll be no cohabitation of incomes there'll be no let me spoil the shit out of you with you know houses purses like there'll there'll be none of those things But there also will be a, a vast improvement that I'm working on right now of being emotionally available, supporting other people, understanding that the need for people to have other things besides just a marriage to fulfill them and make them a whole person. And to correct a lot of the mistakes that I made in my last relationship. I still miss her every day. I loved her. I don't think we could ever be together, but there's probably not going to be a part of me that doesn't think that we fucked up huge by getting divorced for a long while. 
but I can't focus on the things I can't change anymore. I did what I thought I could do to be successful, to change, uh, not to, to be, I, I thought I did what, uh, yeah, I did what I could do to try and save the marriage after the fact. And I just think it was a case of too little, too late. But I want to serve this as an example that sometimes the person you marry isn't the person who they ultimately become. And sometimes you think I know a person and then shit like this happens and you go, who is this person? I don't, I don't even know who this person is anymore. Some people are like, that's a good thing. She's an independent woman now. She doesn't need you. She's doing this, that. And, and, and that's fine. Again, I'm not, saying that, uh, I'm not saying that we would not have gotten a divorce. My contention is and always will be the way she left and the things she did from January 12th until June 10th, 2017. So, I'm sure more of this will come up if uh, if and when I decide to record more of these podcasts. I, I really do appreciate you guys letting me get it out there. It's not in a polished format. It shouldn't, again, shouldn't be accepted as the absolute God's honest uh, facts. You know, do your own due diligence. But this is just my opinion, and this is just my journey. Um, and maybe at a future date, I'll be more clear, more concise, and can go in, in back and forth in, into some of these things. But this is just where I've been. You know, that's and that's just the personal side, not even the business side of having my operations manager quit on me. Seems to be a thing of important women in my life just leaving me. Um, you know, trying to find our way, which I'm happy to say we did. Uh, we're working on that project right now. I'll tell you about that in a future podcast uh, about you know hiring and training. But all of that shit fails in comparison to what happened in January of this year. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of these special episodes of the Shit Show Chronicles. It really does mean the world to me uh, that you took the time to listen to them. Um, regardless of how you feel about me or Alicia, good, bad, or indifferent, thanks for listening. And, um, yeah, thanks for your time and attention, and I will promise to return to more business-centric podcasts here uh, in the very near future. And I look forward to sharing that journey with you as openly and as honestly as I have tried to share this one as well. So with that, thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.